This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Chinat brand. The Chinat brand provides durable, trusted products that help you focus on what really matters, the moments you share together. Chinat tableware is available for pickup or delivery at your favorite retailers and grocery stores. It's the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. I'm your host, Sylvie Lubau, filling in for Jasmine Morris. And this week, we're bringing you stories of people who remind us that even in challenging times, there are still reasons to smile. It's a lesson that Ramon Chunky Sanchez learned early in life. He grew up during the 1950s in a small farming town in California. At StoryCorps, he sat down to remember his elementary school days. My name, when I started kindergarten, was Ramon. And by the time I was in the second grade, everybody was calling me Raymond. You know, out in the playground, in the classroom, Raymond, hey, Raymond, hey, Raymond. And trying to adjust to this, you know what I mean? And if there was a girl named Maria, her name became Mary. And Juanita became Jane. So one day, we got a new student by the name of Facundo Gonzalez. Facundo Gonzalez, man. When he came into school, we noticed they called an emergency administrative meeting. You could kind of hear him talking through the door. You know, what are we going to do with this guy, man? You know what I mean? How are we going to change his name, you know? And one teacher goes, well, you know what? Why don't we try to shorten the name a little bit? And they go, yeah, well, but how do you spell it? F-A-C-U-N-D-O. And they go, well, why don't we just spell it F-A-C? And one of the teachers goes, well, that means his name would be Fock. And the other teachers looked at it. No, that, you know, that sounds too much like that, like a dirty word. You, know, you can't be saying Fock, where's your homework, you know? Where's Fock at, you know what I mean? Well, that was a trip we always remembered going to elementary school because Facundo was the only guy who never got his name changed. That was Ramon Chunky Sanchez getting the last laugh at StoryCorps. Our next story begins in 1946 at a hotel in upstate New York. That's where identical twins Honey and Bunny worked for the summer, waiting tables. But little did they know that another set of twins, Elliot and Danny, also worked there as musicians. At StoryCorps, Honey and Elliot remember that summer in the Catskills and the moment the twins first laid eyes on each other. When we met, you and your sister couldn't tell us apart, and we couldn't tell you two apart. But by the end of the summer, there was no chance of separating us. And we had a double wedding. You and I were married the same day as Bunny and Danny were married. And it was two brides, two grooms, one set of parents for each. The gowns were identical gowns. Uh, the flowers were identical. We both went on a honeymoon to Miami Beach by different trains. Yeah, so people didn't want it be so obvious that people would be staring at us. You know, yeah, the twins that married the twins. What did you think about marrying me many years ago? You bowled me over with your way of kissing and the way you hold me when we dance. You're not a fantastic dancer, but you hold me fantastically, and I feel it. It's genuine. You're just not phony. I don't think you have a phony bone in your body. And I never thought anybody lasts this many years. Like just yesterday, it was our 50th anniversary. Yeah, now it's 11 years after that. Yeah. I never feel, what will he do if I die first? 
You know how to open tuna fish. You know how to smear it with mayonnaise. You will not fall apart. You'll feel sad when I'm gone, but you'll manage, and that makes me feel very good. Thank you for being you, Elliot. You made my life complete. And I say the same. You made my life complete. And hope we go on for another 50 years. I'll take five good ones. Five good ones. And I'll say thank you, God. Honey and Elliot Riken, making each other smile since 1946 at StoryCorps in New York City. After a short break, how a young woman's trip abroad began with a slight detour. Stay with us. I'm Dave Isay, founder of StoryCorps. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Morgan Stanley, a proud sponsor of StoryCorps. Morgan Stanley is committed to giving back and to fostering meaningful dialogue among people and communities. See how Morgan Stanley, through demonstrating their core values, is giving back to the communities where they live and work at morganstanley.com. These days, Chelsea Handler tries to keep her and her friends' white privilege in check. She starts, like, really getting weepy, and I was like, well, what what are you doing right now? You just said you read White Fragility. You cannot talk about reading White <laughs> Fragility cry. and start to cry. Comedian Chelsea Handler on White Privilege and a new book. Listen to It's Been a Minute from NPR. Welcome back. Next, we hear from 94-year-old Betty Jenkins. She came to StoryCorps with her niece to tell her about a gift she received that was all the rage back in 1935. I was very skinny, and I didn't have any curves. I guess my mother got kind of worried because she didn't think I had enough boyfriends. So she bought me a bra that you blow up. I was real excited, so I blew and blew to about 32. I was quite happy with the looks. I got a few wolf whistles. Of course, at that age, you were very self-conscious. That year, I took a trip to South America. I proceeded to fly to Santiago. Soon we were into the Andes Mountains. And it turned out that it was a non-pressurized plane. And I felt very uncomfortable. Things were getting very tight. This bra had started to increase in size. As the thing got bigger, I tried to stand up, and I couldn't see my feet. The direction said it would go to 48 if I wanted to. I thought, what will happen if it goes beyond 48? And I found out what happened. It blew out. It was a loud, resounding sound. And the co-pilot came into the cabin with the gun, wondering what had happened. 
the men all pointed to me. Well, it's difficult to explain to people in English that part of your anatomy just blew up. But to try and do it in Spanish, it's beyond hope. So they made a landing. I was taken off the plane and turned over to two women police. And they told me to strip hunting for what they thought was the bomb. When I stripped down, I showed them the hole in the bra, and they chuckled. And I thought, oh, my, they've gotten the point. And I was allowed back on the plane. A month later, I got a bill from the airline for $400 for an unscheduled stop. That's Betty Jenkins at StoryCorps in Cincinnati. Our final story comes from Tariq and Tabinda Sheikh. The couple first met in 1989 when Tabinda moved to the U.S. from the Dominican Republic and started working as a housekeeper at a hotel in New York City. It was the same hotel where Tariq, who recently immigrated from Pakistan, was managing the front desk. Do you remember the first time you saw me? You have yellow gloves on, and I could not say hello, hi, nothing. Oh, I thought you was rude and mean. I said, oh my God, this guy don't even say hi. You are just staring at me. Yeah, because <laughs> you was the girl who was in my dreams. Yeah, but I didn't have that dream. Uh, you remember I asked you, do you want to go with me for coffee? You gave me answer after two days. Because I didn't know how to speak English. I remember you have a small dictionary in your pocket, a Spanish to English. And on the, like, a paper, napkins, napkin, you write, okay, yes. Language is not a barrier for the law. <laughs> After that, I bought a yellow cab. I was a driver, you know. One day, I said, you know your address where you live. Let me drop you your home. You say, I live in New Jersey. Just New Jersey. <laughs> I say, oh, my God, today I'm going to have a long night. When I went there, it was YMCA. I said, why you don't tell me you live in YMCA? You say, I don't know. YMCA is a, like a famous thing. <laughs> I didn't have no family here. He didn't have no family here. Yeah. And when I call back home and I say, I am in love, I have a gordito. They say, gordito, chubby men. You don't like fat men. I was not that fat. Just but chubby, yes. I little. know, sweetheart. <laughs> but for us, this was fat. Yeah. So I was working like 72 hours continuously. I was very tired and I remember there was a park over there nearby. Mm -hmm. We went and there was a bench and I put my head on your legs and I slept. I don't even want to move. If I move, he's going to wake up. It was beautiful. Looking the moon, the stars. I woke up morning time and you were still sitting there and I said, what? That was the moment I fell in love with you. Love is a wonderful thing. This is my man. And we're going to be married 23 years now. She's telling me it's 23 years. For me, it's like yesterday. That's Tariq Sheikh with his wife, Tabinda, at StoryCorps in New York City. To see animated versions of these stories, and for more conversations that make you smile, visit our website, storycore.org.
That's all for this episode. It was produced by me, Sylvie Lubau, and Judd S.D. Kendall, who's also the editor. Jarrett Floyd is our technical director and wrote our theme song. Fact-checking by Natsumi Ajisaka. Special thanks to Jasmine Morris, producers Katie Simon, Lily Percy, Nadia Raymond, and Lina Anwar, as well as facilitators Pia Kochar, Michelle Swinehart, and Shayla Herridge-Meyer. For the StoryCorps podcast, I'm Sylvie Lubau. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by supporters of StoryCorps, an independently funded nonprofit organization, and is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.